Hi, this is Don Blunt, editor of The Record. And on Sunday, July 15th, we published in print and online the first in a series that we are calling The Violent Crime Project. What we're doing is looking at the effects of crime on the survivors, meaning the people who were impacted or lost a loved one to violent crime. And in this series, we've gone back uh, and talked to survivors from about 10 years back, a year back, three and five, to sort of show how they've been impacted by these events. Too often, we go out, we report on these things, uh, we follow them through trial and conviction, and then we and the public go away. So we really wanted to go and try to put a face on the effects of these uh, events on people and to sort of show what they're dealing with years later. And I'm sitting here with Nicholas Philippus, uh, one of the reporters who worked on this series. All right, Nick, you wrote about the case of Joanne Small, a 17-year-old Stockton youth who was killed a couple of years ago in North Stockton. Correct. You uh, spoke with his mother, Jessica Sewell, mm -hmm. right? Just tell us a little bit about your impressions when, as we discussed this project uh, and what you thought about it going into it. Well, it's like you said earlier. You know, for us journalists, we're you know we get called, get called out to these uh, these cases and, and follow through with uh, the court and trial. And then a lot of the times, you know, we move on to other projects and um, don't necessarily reach out to uh, the families of the, the victims uh, long after uh, the incidents happen. And so um, I had reported on Juan. Um, I think think a day or two after. He was killed when he was identified and uh, found out that he was a, a, a Stockton Unified student. So um, in my education beat, um, I figured it, it, it was appropriate to um, find out a little bit more uh, about him and where he went to school. And uh, to also, you know, th this is a kid who, the uh, day before, it was his 18th birthday and, and died. And um, for reasons that, that we still don't know. And um, it, it was very uh, nice to have reached out to Jessica, who was, um, was open and, and available to have us uh, come to her home and uh, share her uh, son's memory. Could you describe a little bit for the listeners the approach you take and what you're thinking when you go in to talk to someone who has lost a loved one to violence? It, it, it's, a, it's always tricky because um, the, the main thing is you want to be as respectful as possible for the, the family. I mean, this is you know, a mother who, who lost her, her child, her old, oldest child. And so um, I, I also wanted to uh, get as much as his memory and kind of his personality um, as, as much as I could aside to um, kind of the details of what happened on, on that day. And so uh, going into it, um, it, it, it was you know, a lot of questions about just kind of you know, what, what his interests were. Um, just kind of his everyday day, day life, what he had planned to, to do after uh, high school, and um, you know th there were some you know tears shed. You know when you have to ask the hard questions of you know what's it like to go to a crime scene like that, and um, but I, I like to to know that, um, that there was a lot of laughter and a lot of joy when we talked about Juan, just kind of um, the, the young man that. that, that that he was. So, what's it like, or how do you approach someone who's lost a loved one to violence? Well, it, it, it's always a tricky subject when, um, of course, you have to bring up 
the events of, on, on that day, but um, I like to go in with um, to be a, as the most respectful as I can. And really, uh, the most con of the conversation that, that, that we had together was um, a lot about Juan's interests and backgrounds, and uh, we shared you know some laughs and and some you know a lot of tears were shed when you know the inevitable questions kind of of how that day uh, came about. But I, I like to think that uh, we left the conversation uh, to bring back more of uh, Juan's memory. And uh, just kind of to, to let our readers know of, of who this, this young man was, and um, you know the unfortunate tragedy that, that followed. So when you're when you're in their interview and you're having this conversation, sort of what's going through your mind as you're taking it all in? I'm taking in just who Juan was as a person, as an individual. Um, I was really, you know, listening to Jessica talk about her son. Uh, made me feel like I knew him personally as well. And um, looking around the house, I mean, the, the, their houses, the walls are, are wall to wall with framed photographs of, of him. And uh, I mean, text messages between mother and son were screenshot and printed up and, and on the wall. And about um, how much he loves sneakers, I love sneakers as well. And um, I really feel like uh, if I had had to have a chance to, to meet Juan in, in person, uh, we would have got along really well. He, he really sounded like a, a, like the um, energetic and positive individual that I think we all like to have in, in our in our lives. And so, so really, it, it was letting Jessica talk, um, and, and of course, you know, her struggles as, as a mother after the, this event and. Um, you know, it's the, the hardships that you know not only she has faced, but you know, Devin and uh, Javana have struggled too. You know, they wake up every day now um, without their old, older brother there, and um, just listening to just letting her talk, and um, you know, just just that, that would be about it. You know. So even after Dwan was murdered about on December fourteenth of twenty fifteen. Mm -hmm. So even two and a half years later, was this family? Is this family still struggling with that, with his absence? I I, I would think so. I, I think the day to day to days um, are better, but of course, you know, for, they wake up every single day now, and you know, he's he's not there anymore, and uh, you know, the, the two siblings will grow up without their older brother being there, and you know, life will go on, but you know. For, for for, for me personally, you know, I, I get up and, and go to work and uh, go home every day. But you know, for, for them, it, it's different, and, and it's different for, for a lot of families that, you know, in Stockton who have been affected by by violence. And it's um, what I hope that this project can kind of showcase is that you know, long after these articles run and the names uh, you know print, appear in print, that the um, you know, the, the pain d doesn't go away. Were you? Did you feel as if you were affected at all by being involved in this? I, I was. Yeah, I, I, I've um, because of, of this project, I feel like I got, got uh, closer to Jessica um, and their family um, after we met just um, one, that one time in person and talked on the phone a few times. We messaged uh, back and forth on on, on Facebook, and uh, her family is constantly in my thoughts, especially near the holidays, and because. Uh, Juan and I both share a 
kind of a, a similar uh, birthday month. So, um, yeah, they'll always be in, in my thoughts, and uh, I, I hope the best for them. Well, as journalists, we're always trying to maintain that professional objectivity. From what I'm hearing from you a little bit, as if um, that's been shortened a bit, as if you feel more for this family than just a journalist who's dropping in, doing a story, and rolling on out of there. Is that correct? Well, it, it's, you know, I, I wish that, that, that we had um, more time in the day to uh, be able to do the, the kind of projects with, with um, a, a lot of families that, that, that we unfortunately have to um, cover when, when these events happen. But, um, you know, it was just going in there to uh, showcase what this young man was, was all about and um, his, his life. And uh, to keep his his memory alive, and um, did that answer your question? It, no, that was that's fine. No, I was going to ask: Is there was there anything in the in this was there anything that you would have liked to have made the story that you could not include that you felt would still be of value to anyone out there? I think it, a, a part of me would like to. Um, obviously understand why this happened. Um, Jessica had told me that um, authorities had, had said that um, when he was he was found on, on the street, his cell phone was still there, his wallet was still there. He was delivering sneakers to a, a friend's house and the, the sneakers in the box of his backpack were still there. And so um, it doesn't sound like he was robbed at any point. So we don't know if this was just a random act of violence, if this was a gang initiation, if this was just a stray bullet. Um, so I, I, I like to be able to have the answer for Jessica and, and her family as to why um, Juwan was taken, but unfortunately we don't, we don't have all those answers. And um, I do hope though that uh, with um, the, this article and, and Juan's name uh, getting back into the public specter that um, maybe somebody there that day in December um, might uh, remember who, who was there, might have seen something, and uh, uh, come forward. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Nick. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.